Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Shannon Field. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Thanks you. Shannon. Shannon, it is your lucky day to be a <laughs> sponsor of this episode. So today we are joined by a very special guest acting as Frank Longbottom in the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix movie. Please give a warm welcome to James Payton. Thank Woo! you. <laughs> yes, right there, you. <laughs> Sometimes I forget who I am. Okay. I'm very method. <laughs> we'll remind you. Yeah. We are truly uh, honored to have you on the pod today and talk about your uh, wonderful experiences. So it really, genuinely, thank you so much for being with us today. No, not at all. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I, I'm, I'm trying to do this internet thing. They have. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> no, it's very kind of you to, uh, to have, have me on and uh, talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about, which we'll find out. <laughs> Absolutely. All kinds of fun stuff. And what's her name? Uh, Shannon, <laughs> the lady who's sponsoring sponsoring this episode. Mm-hmm. Hello, Shannon. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's nice epic, epic. That's Shannon so nice. instantly so- melts when she hears that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before we start any of like the questions that we have prepped, and don't feel any kind of pressure if you don't know these things, but I was wondering. Just <laughs> <laughs> <I was> nervous. <laughs> Sorry to like prompt that and like the scary. No, no, no. <laughs> but do you know your Hogwarts house? Have you been sorted on Pottermore? I, I have, yeah, I do. I do know. I do know, yeah. What is that house? <laughs> oh, um... <clears throat> <laughs> Acting. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's R- Gryffindor. Really? Yeah, which is fortunate. Because so it's Frank. 
That is fortunate. My house. Yeah. Welcome to my house. We're house buddies right here. I knew. I knew we liked each other yeah. for a reason. Like, like. <laughs> um, do you happen to know what your wand is? Did you get your wand after you were sorted? Um, I must have done, but uh, Neville broke mine, so <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Oh, fair. Uh, Very fair. I, I do. Like, I, I, I blowed if I know. I can't remember. That's totally um, fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sarah doesn't remember what hers is either. That's a fact. I was like, I couldn't tell you what mine is. <laughs> it's got some type of wood. I think the inside is maybe dragon heart strength. I don't some know. type of wood. That is a great answer. That's great. I'll tell you what really got me was the inside instead of saying the core. <laughs> <laughs> the inside's full of hope and love. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. All right, it's totally fine that you don't know that, like I said. Um, do you happen to know your Patronus? Did you do that well, one? I, do. Okay. I this this I know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because there was me thinking, here I am tapping away on the old thing. Um and I thought to myself Okay, great. I'm in Gryffindor. Let's have a look at the old Patronus, thinking it was going to be a spaceship or a tank or a tiger or something epic like that. It wasn't. It wasn't any of those things. None of those things it was. It's quite difficult to talk about it because I still get a little bit. Well, you and Sarah, again, are very similar. I understand. I get a little bit emotional about it because, um, you know, I was sort of hoping it would be something amazing. Like that and it wasn't any of those things it was a um <laughs> it was a rat <laughs> i have your cousin i'm a vole <laughs> which is a rodent i mean I, i'm not angry I'm just disappointed mm, uh, I, mean, I understand so cheers joe thanks for that <laughs> thanks yeah Joe. Yeah. I have to say, I just, you know, the, the Patronus quiz just uh, mm -hmm. doesn't do a good job, if you ask me. <laughs> it doesn't. Do you got like, did you get like six horses? <laughs> I took it so many times because I was convinced I was not. It gave me like a black stallion and I'm like, I don't like horses. Why is it giving me a horse? That makes no sense. So I made more emails and I went and took the quiz <laughs> more times. And I just got different variations of horses. I got a white stallion, a chestnut mare, another black stallion. And I'm like, you know what? I give up. I guess it knows something. You just have to let it go sometimes, Megan. You just have to <laughs> accept, accept it. I've got, I've got a rat. Yeah. You, yeah. I've got you a vole. You've got a vole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all crazy. <laughs> Well, Katie a got a dolphin, dolphin and she doesn't even know how to swim. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but you know, it, what if you're in the desert? That's not, not much use in Nevada, is it? <laughs> right, I agree. Exactly. It's gonna get yeah. a bit hot. You have to squirt it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Agamenti's for, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Good spell. If, if you're if you're Aquaman, it's fine. <laughs> as, as Very true. As, as long as you need your Patronus on or near water, it's yeah. all good. I, I mean, agree. if you're elsewhere, then good luck. <laughs> Just so that you know, our listeners are saying that they love rats and that they're super smart, so. <laughs> they might, be, they might be smart, but they're not going to be an elephant. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> when it, when if, if, it, if it comes to a rumble, I'm, I'm sort I mean, of, I'm sort is... of a, a 
the, the rap. Yeah, there's going to be squishing. <laughs> where does that where does that leave me? So, um, yeah. Yeah, rats, I know rats have to be. If you own rats, you have you can't have one. You have to have two because um, they get lonely. So you, legally, you have to have two. <laughs> um, this I know, uh, and, and they're in, they're intelligent creatures, but. You know, lots of things are intelligent. <laughs> you sort of want something with a bit of muscle behind it. Don't you, yeah. Really? yeah. You know, something that give you a, you know, give a, give a strong southpaw hook. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't remember what my first one was. It was some kind of bird, osprey, Sparrow. an osprey. How have you had all? How have you all had more than one? Well, listen, because I made text. another email because I didn't think that I was a bird. <laughs> The second time I got a fox, which I relate to a little bit more because I like dogs and, you know, they're in the canine realm. So, you know. Sure. <laughs> you cheated is essentially what we're saying. I've, I've come to terms with my with my, with my rat. Um, and I think you guys should come to terms with you know, your, your horse yeah. fetish. Like that. Um, <laughs> I agree. I, I took it again and got a bird. But I'm like, I still feel like my vol is, unfortunately, that's my... That's, That's it. It's the first one. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta go with it. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's things about voles and rats and things that we don't know about that yeah. when they're in when they're in Patronus form that they you know they suddenly expand and and, yeah. and are quite I'm sure that I'm sure that happens. A giant vole. Yeah. That's, See now that's terrifying. Yeah, that's that me. is scary. <laughs> and rats that. can get pretty big too. I've heard New York yeah. rats are massive. They are so gigantic, and the rats in Washington, D.C. are terrifying because they will run around in the broad daylight, and they're, wow. they're like the size of cats. It's, it's disgusting. I'm sorry. I, oh, no, no. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Oh, don't, don't go there. I, I saw many years ago, um, I live in London, um, but many years ago uh, here in London, mm-hmm. where I live here, um, I, there was a, I saw a massive rat. Huge, it was enormous, and I, I, I took my shoe off and threw, threw my shoe at the rat, and it tried it on. <laughs> Sorry, that's a very old joke. That's an incredibly old joke. Hey, we all fell for it. <laughs> we, see, the funny thing is, is like we make those kinds of jokes, and by we, I mean Sarah and Katie usually make Correct. those kinds of jokes on the pod. So. You are in good company with oh, those yeah. kinds of jokes. Keep yeah. them coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. <clears throat> All right. Shall we dive on into this? Absolutely. Yeah, your thing. Okay. So I'm just going to hit the ground running right out with this first question. Um, how was your experience on the set of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix? Oh, crumbs. Um, well, obviously, it's a very brief moment. Um, yeah. And as bad an actor as I am, it didn't take months to shoot. Um uh, we actually shot the entire thing in 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 the one day, uh, but the process leading up to it was. I mean, I got a call from David Gates' office saying David wants to see you for for this Harry Potter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that's great, thanks very much, um, but I'm busy. <laughs> Sorry, no. And they said, "Oh, right, okay, what?" Said, um, oh, okay. Uh, so they called back the following day and said, no, I don't think you're, I mean, you're quite grasping it. So David wants to see you for this. You. For Frank Longbottom. Oh, okay. Um, so I was, I was working on a, on a movie uh, called Atonement um, at the time. And 
we were doing night shoots in the north, in the northwest, in the northeast of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd spoken to the production, and they said, "Look, it's fine. Go and do, go and do your thing." Um, so we did a night shoot, and I travelled down to Leavesden Studios, um, which is a few hours by train, I think, at the time. And I went and met David and Lisa Wood, who, who plays Alice, mm-hmm. and uh, had a chat. Had a look at the sort of costume options that they that they wanted to try and haircuts and all that sort of thing, um, and um, sort of had a, a sort of a screen test for it that David was very happy with. Um, great, so off I trot. Thanks very much. I get the job. As I said, it's a, it's a day. It's a day's work. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I enjoyed the process of what we were what we were attempting to create. Uh, in terms of in terms of how it helps Neville's story, right? Um, then I then I travelled back up to meet the atonement units. Um, we were doing night shoots in a place called Grimsby, um, and did another night shoot. So I was up for I think three days. Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> the two hours you start seeing stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but it was it was it was lovely. Everybody, you know, I've, I've been in in in, in in the acting game since the 97, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, so it was, it was, you know, it was, it's, uh, it's a familiar place, you know, sets are a familiar place for me to be on. Um, and it just, it, it, it was fine. And, and everyone was very friendly and, and David was very nice mm-hmm. and, 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 and enthusiastic and wonderful in terms of what he wants, of how he explains to actors what he wants you to, the emotion he wants you to get across. Mm-hmm. What plays for him and what doesn't play for him. Because <clears throat> when, when we came to to shoot the um, shoot the the scene, uh, the moving the moving photograph, then um, he was very much about getting across that that not only the love that a parent has for a child, but also um, the love that Neville has for for his parents, and of course the the tragedy in, in losing so young, right. which is something I can relate. My father died when I was. Uh, very young, so it's something I can relate to in that regard. Um, mm. And of course, uh, the, also the, the love that Alice and Frank have for each other. Right. That I thought was that is very important. Hence that sort of the, the the look of love, if you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each other, and then um, Frank's look back to Alice while she's looking out, uh, which I think is the sort of the moment that sticks with people. Yeah. I would agree. Um, yeah, for absolutely. sure. And then that's something that I spoke. We'd spoken to me and David had spoken about as a, as, as I suppose, sort of a way. So you know, we are magic and paint and photographic paper and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 just that moment of nothing else is there but her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the moment that sort of that we tried to get across. And I, I assume it sort of worked. Here we are, thirteen years later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, even the, even though it was a short moment of the movie, is like that specific scene. Like I can still recall it. I can still recall seeing it on screen. Like yeah. I immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because... I think it was a moment that all the Potterheads were waiting for. Like we were unfortunate. We didn't get. Uh, 
exactly what was in the book. Not that you'll get exactly with the movie, but we wanted that story and we longed for Frank and Alice's story. And, but I feel like with the brief moment that you had, I feel like you portrayed their love very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks, thanks very much. Oh, you're welcome. <clears throat> it's, very, it's very kind uh, actor. You know. um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, I, I think we would have liked a little bit more. Right. Mm. Um, but there's no, there's an old saying, no small parts, only small actors. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it would, it would have been nice to do, do some of the more um, other famous moments. Was, right. Um, was there ever plans at all to do anything in St. Mungo's or no? I believe there were. Oh. I believe there were. But <laughs> I think I think that I think that was um, uh, taken out before before it got to the shoot. I think that was, a, mm. was something that was lost. I suppose not to take away from Harry's story. Yeah. Right, and Just probably everything kind of, that went, went down at the ministry. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there maybe is. Oh, go ahead. Maybe, I was going to say maybe one day. Um, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a picture I saw on the internet. Um, I think it was yesterday, and uh, I just finished listening to Deathly Hallows on Audible, and so I finished with the Battle of of Hogwarts and all of that. And Neville obviously has a very large role at the end of the battle in um killing nagini and somebody put a picture online and it has neville in what he was wearing in his sweater and it has you portrayed in five and you're both wearing very similar outfits uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and have you seen that one i have seen that yeah that's uh, i think um yeah it was some, somebody did that and i, I thought uh, yeah they the costume department the whole the, what I think yeah. what's fascinating is because the the, the film span mm-hmm. from what two thousand and one till two thousand and eleven, yeah. this sort of solid ten year period, and they they've got all all the strings sort of attached. Yeah, so everything is everything is related to everything. Yeah, um, they think of it to, all. That's the yeah. Job. yeah. That's their job. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. awesome. But it's <laughs> awesome. It's yeah, awesome whenever that. the viewer. <laughs> Because uh, the viewers don't always catch on to those kinds of things, even though they put so much thought into them. So it's really cool yeah. when you see that connection happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Catch it. Oh, it's, uh, having layers and depth. Yes. Um, it was but, just you know, so cool. Yeah, it's it like, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It was like father and son fighting, like same similar outfits. I just, I just loved it. I thought, it, I thought that yeah. was a very appropriate, and it was like a, it was like a shout out. To, to Frank and the Longbottoms, like, you aren't forgotten, you're still here, you're not deaths, but, you know, you're, I mean, I mean fate worse than death for some. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it, yeah, it was a, it was a, it's a lovely throwback, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very sweet. Very sweet. <laughs> is it my okay. Yeah. It is your turn, Katie. <laughs> All right. So if you could pick... No, there's no pressure, Casey. There's no pressure here. <laughs> Not at all. Um, you could pick be fun. anything yeah. you want. What is your favorite part of the Potter series? That's mm. a loaded question. You can even Maybe. just say Frank. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> me! <laughs> uh, obviously, my ego says me, but... <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now. I try not to listen to my ego quite so much anymore. Um... 
I mean, that's crikey. How do you tell, how do you uh, boil it all down to one moment? Yeah. I think anything with Alan Rickman in it is, yeah. holds more poignancy now. Yeah. Since he died. Um, yes. Um, anything with um, Richard Harris or Michael Gambon as Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I grew up watching watching these actors. Right. Um, you know, which is, and, and to be suddenly be part of something that they're part of is is a is is, a, is sort of a privilege, um, yes. because you think, okay, I'm I'm just some no name actor who who grew up in the West Country of of, of England who thought that actually I'd, I'd rather like to be an actor, um, and here we are twenty odd years later, and I've I've done some. I've done some movies, um, but oddly enough, it, it all sort of stems from from the death of my father. Uh, so you might want to get tissues out for this bit. I got them. I do have some right by me. She cries yeah. all the time, and I'm uh, a crier. I'm expecting real tears. So, um, so when uh, my father died in 1988 on uh, on the second of second of, of April uh, of cancer, he mm. didn't drink it, so he was just unlucky. It's just how oh. it goes sometimes, but I was 12, um, and I remember uh, it happened in the morning, my mother came down and said, sorry, I have to tell you, your father's passed away, which is a, I, I realise it's, it's one of those things people say to sort of try and soften the blow of such things, but the reality is that they died, they are no longer there, okay. they haven't passed the next room, their cold, lifeless body is, is there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I went and said goodbye to my father, um, which I'm glad that I did, because uh, yeah. it sort of gives you a closure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, skipping forward slightly, um, that afternoon I was watching uh, a film, sort of absent-mindedly, on television, uh, called Francis, which starred an actor called Donald O'Connor, who, um, and the movie is about a talking mule, a talking donkey, uh, called Francis. Um, and I was, I was sort of watching it, and I found myself laughing, and I called myself, and I remember this quite clearly, that well, how, am I, how am I laughing right now? And the worst thing that I could imagine has just happened to me. Yeah, how, right. am I, how, is, how am I laughing? I want to do that. Because oh. if that can take me out of my grief for however long, that's a, for me, that's a sort of a valuable um, uh, thing to have, mm-hmm. you know, to, yep. to help, just to you know, help someone go through that process. Um, and I, I thought I want, I, want to, I want to do that, you know, because if, if it can help me, maybe I can do something that might help somebody else. Yeah, what a beautiful um, story! You yeah, act for the people. You I've act never actually helped anybody else, so but you know, there's always time. There's always time. Hey, um, you're giving us some kind of joy right yeah, now. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Um, but that's I, you know, I, it's, it, I think it's, um, you know, obviously that that sort of thing, I think, shapes you as you yeah. as you get older. Right. Um, but for me, it's, um, you know, you just want to sort of make people happy, make people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's worse aims in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. For sure. What was the question? Sorry. No, Sorry. That, Sorry. Was, that was excellent. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's really personal, you know, to share. And that's a, it's a powerful story. Yeah, really. Also, I think it's, it's important to talk about, for me, I think it's important to talk about all that sort of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Agreed. I agree. Um, it's, you know, it's vital because talking about it makes it easier because you realise that 
my God, everyone's got a story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it makes it people feel good. not alone, you know, when you hear oh, something yeah. and it could stir up, oh, I understand. Like, you know, you might not go through the exact same situation, but you get it. You understand it. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So it's, so it's important. Malarkey. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. talking about your father and um, cancer and uh, cancer, cancer touches literally yeah. everyone's lives, whether it's you personally or someone, you know, or, you know, you're one of your friends and, and it's just such a horrific thing, but yeah. it's a bit rubbish, isn't it, really? I yeah. will. Yeah. It's I, the I, worst. My husband though, he is in the cancer research field, so he's working hard to, you know, find cures. So hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating subject because there were over 200, 200 types of cancer, all of which require different treatments, all of which mm-hmm. specific to the person who has it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating in that regard, but you know, it, it may not feel like it all the time, but this is the best time in the history of humanity to be alive. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, here we are talking across, across the airwaves, across the oceans. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. And, and the, you know, the advancement advances in medical science and, and what are all the sciences really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the move away from uh, from from a time where we didn't understand how things work to to now, and no doubt in the next hundred years or you know, yeah. if you don't blow up or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Fascinating it time. I, I agree. Agreed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Correct. Good answer. Correct. <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's go. Jeez. Um, so we don't so... nothing. <laughs> no, but this is what happens when we're on our own episodes. I usually bring a tangent in, and we talk for like thirty minutes about something that is not going to do with what we're talking about. Um, but it's good because this is the kind of thing I like. I like talking we're and bringing you. in your own. Yeah, I, this is the stuff I like. So mm-hmm. our listeners have good, to listen. I'm, I'm sure my agent will watch this and go, "Oh, James." <laughs> no, we love it. Yes, <laughs> James, you did fantastic. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about everything. <laughs> Let's roll. Right, so who, um, and this, this doesn't have to do with just Potter, just in general, who's the, your favorite person you've ever worked with? Oh, God. That's <laughs> I know. you got to, like, put someone on the spot. But we'll make sure, listen. yeah, we'll make sure they all listen so they know to be like, mm, I heard you like working with this person better than me. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so... Uh... Let's go with um, some directors. Obviously, David Yates is incredible, and I shall tell you for why. Um, because he's so good with the actors. He's a real actor. I know people say he's an actor's director, but he gets it. He understands um, the process and the, you know, the insecurity of the actor uh, and, and what he wants to get across. And it's, it's you know, sometimes, you know, directors will say, can you be a bit more um, fizzy in this scene? <laughs> And you go, I've got no idea what that means. <laughs> but David can, you know, David would be, would be, okay, you can be bigger in this. You can, you know, you really go for it and I'll take you down if I need to. Um, and his enthusiasm, you know, bear in mind he's got these massive movies on his shoulders, essentially. Right, yeah. But he, he bounces around the place. He's always got, a, he's always got time. He's always got a, a moment for you. He's always smiling and laughing and enthusiastic. And, you know, atmospheres on sets come from the top. So, you know, from Potter with, with, with David Heyman and, and, and Joe and, and, and David Yates, 
there's just a very, very positive atmosphere that everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to make a movie that's that's going to be watched and enjoyed and loved right. you know, for time after we kind of slipped off the old mortal coil. <laughs> uh, and who's to say? But we, you know, we just have such good fun doing it. Um, so David's a great director. Uh, Nick Moran, um, who who I've just worked with, uh, who's in who's in a couple of the Potters. Um, he's he's uh, a, not only a lovely man, but also a very, very good director. Again, wonderful with the actors. And then it's the enthusiasm that <clears throat> sort of blows the wind up my skirt in that regard. <laughs> because, you know, that that bleeds enthusiasm elsewhere. Um, in terms of in terms of actors, and I've got a lot of friends who are um, actors, some of whom I've worked with and some of whom I have yet to work with. But... Um, God. Robert Downey Jr. is a pleasure to be around. Oh, awesome. oh he would be. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's so he's so sharp minded. Mm. Um, I'd have to make Iron Man jokes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, know, you, could ask, you could ask Rob to do the, the same scene ten different ways and just run as a series on camera and he'd do it without even thinking about it. He'd just it's the it's the fearlessness. I love it. Sometimes it won't work, and but when it does work, that's where you get the gold. Um, Christoph Waltz is is the oh, same. Yeah. He something to lift, um, to lift the scene. Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 difficult. All, all the the great actors uh, from time immemorial to the ones that are still working today always have something that sort of sets them apart makes you want to watch mm-hmm. um, and there are things that you can do as an actor there are sort of tricks if you like uh, which I won't reveal because then I'll be out of a job <laughs> zip it um, but the, the, I think the thing is the more you watch the you know and if you're specifically watching an actor the more you learn from them mm. um, God Sam Jackson's amazing to work with because he's just so good at it uh, Tom Holland's you know, for someone so young, is is has a maturity that belies his years. Uh, John Favreau is knows exactly what he's doing, which is yeah. which is important to see. Yeah. It's just it, I'm sort of turned on by people who not necessarily know what they're doing because let's face it, none of us know what we're doing. Does anybody right? <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> but, but you have an enthusiasm and you have a, a knowledge and a passion to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, someone like someone like Chris Rankin or Josh Herdman mm-hmm. or Albert Safer or any of the kind of the Potter people all have such an enthusiasm or yeah. whatever with the stuff that they're doing now. But it but it you want you want to be their friend because it's they're such good company. Right. Such good company. Honestly, it's... the things we talk about and the laughs we have, I mean I can't <laughs> begin to talk about it, but um <laughs> It's just, it's just a real pleasure to, to call those people my friend. That's awesome. That's amazing. Very given, as I said, given my talent, um, I'm very very lucky. Yeah. Uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Excellent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're very blessed to have uh, worked with and want like just in being inspired by a lot of great people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up, I was you know I was sort of my heroes were. People like Noel Coward or um, 
Alec Guinness or Peter Sellers, David Niven, sort of old school, um, old school actors, old school uh, people who you can you can still watch their stuff today, and it and it, and it stands up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything fearless. that can that can stick over the years. That's what I enjoy. Yeah, and I think I, th- I was I was talking to um, an actor last weekend about a sort of a responsibility that we have as actors is to know what who's been before, what's come before, mm-hmm. um, and, and and that's not that's not limited to actors. That's limited to all of humanity. But Agreed, absolutely. It's sort of circular, isn't it? You know, it goes around and it happens again. Right. Mm-hmm. We if we are aware of history, then perhaps we can change the future for the better. Absolutely. Yes, please. Amen. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> well, I oh, we, need, we need to get better. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If we all strive to get better as people, I know it's hard sometimes. I know we all have our own issues. We all have yeah. our own thoughts and feelings about whatever it may be. Um, but if we all strive to just try and be a little bit better mm-hmm. and a little bit Maybe things might turn out all right. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Agreed. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely theoretically. Yeah. Horribly wrong. I don't know, but at least I tried. Right. That's right. Exactly. And that's all anybody can do is try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, don't, yeah. don't say that to Yoda because he's got a thought. <laughs> you are do not. There is no try. <laughs> there is no try. Right. Absolutely. <gasps> Sorry, wrong band. Sorry. That's we had one. we had to get that in there. <laughs> it's crossover. <laughs> and honestly, it's not the first time we've talked about Star Wars on this pod. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't be the last. <laughs> I think everything everything with such a passionate fan base. Right, Marvel or Star Wars or mm-hmm. Game of Thrones or whatever, whatever has a Star Trek and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, there's a, there's a the people who who sort of are in that fan base, whichever one it may be, or all of them, or none of them, or whatever. They all sort of have they like recognizes like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Know why they have a passion for Potter. People know why they have a passion for Star Wars and for um, the Marvel stuff is because there's a. <clears throat> there's a relatability. They know who they are. You know, you know which Avenger you are. Mm-hmm. You know which character from Potter you are. You know which story <clears throat> means the most to you. Um, and I think that's why that's why you know Potter in particular, because that's what we're talking about, um, continues to be loved and will continue to be loved because True. everybody knows what it means. You know, I meet I meet people who weren't even born when. Order of the Phoenix came out. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, my, you know, it, it's just um, it never fails to surprise me how how much love there is out there for for these things. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing to be part of. It really is. I can only imagine. I that try to be leads- simple, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, not so much. That kind of leads into um our next topic here um. Before you got the role as Frank, were you were you into the Harry Potter series? Had you read them? Had you watched them? Um, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Actually, oddly enough, my <clears throat> a friend of mine said, "Have you heard about these Harry Potter books?" And I said, "What?" He says, "About a boy <laughs> wizard who lives under the stairs." <laughs> <laughs> what a way to 
way to describe it. <laughs> a, a boy what, who lives under where now? Um, a boy wizard who lives, lives under the stairs. Now, when I was growing up, we had things like Just William and uh, Jennings, which sort of deals with um, little boys who go to a sort of a private school, which Hogwarts is definitely a private school. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, and he said, that, he said they're kids' books, but they, you know, they read really well. You know, it's they're, they're kind of the eternal truth, isn't it? The eternal stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, I, I, you know, have a look at it. And I, and I thought, oh, this is actually quite good, isn't it? Um, you know, and, and Stephen Fry was doing the audio books. And, yeah. And I'm, he, I, I met him on a movie years ago, and he says to me, you know, when they, when they first asked me, my agent first asked me to read, read these books, I said, uh, I just thought they were just these kids' books that I would read. Mm-hmm. They're all based, but I had no idea that where that it would become such a thing. Obviously, as as yeah. the years rolled by, very much became a very much became a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was aware. I'd seen I'd seen the movies. Um, you know, obviously, you know the first sort of couple of movies weren't really aimed at. I was right. my late twenties, early thirties. Well, I was thirty when I did Order of the Phoenix. Mm. Um, and I'm 32 now. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I love the way you laugh at your own joke. Then. <laughs> Don't that. Um, and yeah, so I, I was very much aware, but I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed them as as because they were they're entertaining. They were entertaining. I was entertained mm. by them to see what mm. was going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was aware, and I and now I'm, I'm still aware. Right. Still very much. Yeah, I know it's like not slowing down at all, right? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, it's I'm busier now with with stuff than I was when it first came out. That's pretty amazing. I love mm. that. Um, one of our listeners asked. Uh, her name is Josephine. She says, "Do you have another favorite book series?" Justine, Justine, my friend, Justine. Um, I uh, yes, yes, I do. Do tell. Oh, right. Sorry, there's more. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, serious. Um, a chap called John Buckham, who wrote The 39 Steps, that deals with a character called Richard Hannay. Uh, it was made by, it was made in the 1930s with, by Hitchcock, Robert Donat played Richard Hannay. He wrote a series of books. I think he wrote four or five books with that character in it. I quite, I'd rather like those. Um, the 39 Steps is... It's been made several times. It was obviously made in, in by Hitchcock, Robert Donat, uh, in the 50s with an actor called Kenneth Moore, in the 70s as well, I think, a few years ago by the BBC. That wasn't great. Um, but it's just, and, and I, I suppose in, in some respects, North by Northwest is sort of based on that sort of misidentity and, uh, and just a really exciting sort of adventure. Romp. Should we say romp? It's a romp. I like that. Yeah, so I rather like I rather like that series of books. Um, Any other series of books that I like? Uh, Probably, but I can't think what they are right now. I'm quite old old now. My brain isn't what it was. Just (laughs) my brain doesn't work either. So (laughs) as we go on with other questions, just randomly shout out series that you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime anybody asks me, they're like, "Well, what's the, what's your favorite book?" And I'm like, "Well, the Harry Potter books." They're like, "Yeah, but outside of that," and I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't remember reading before this. And it's sort of a, it's a um, good question by our friend uh, in terms of other series of books. But when people ask you what your favorite song is or your favorite movie or your favorite mm-hmm. whatever, it, I mean, it depends, doesn't it? It depends mm-hmm. on yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one day it might be Back to the Future. Uh, the next day, quality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roads. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, I'm all right. I haven't had a stroke. Fine. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it, well, the next day it could be Jurassic Park or, or you know, or whatever, whatever movie. You just mm-hmm. named my favorite. It's held up from all time. Jurassic Park. I love it. It used to make me cry as a kid, and now I love it. So I don't know what that <laughs> means as a person. Well, the thing is that the the you know the, the story the story holds up. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I mean, it's different. It's different from the book, but it's but you know books are different from movies. It's a different yeah. form. Yeah. Um, but that moment where he sort of takes the glasses off and stands up and, and he's shaking. Head, he's shaking. Oh my I god! Love it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So it's the so amount good. of people. The amount of people that on on film sets that turn around and say. For girl, or, <laughs> or or um, you know, if someone starts humming the theme tune, one person on a, on a movie starts humming it. Yeah. By the end of the day, everybody's going. Nobody. Never get to a film set and you and you want to start something. Just try humming something a few times. Get <laughs> <laughs> in everybody's head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's um, it's quite a fun game to play just to see if you can get it. Get it I'm gonna do it. I'm That's gonna do it now. Hilarious. I'll tweet you. I'll let you know what happens with it. I go back <laughs> on Wednesday, so I'll let you. I'll let you know. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so <laughs> something I think is so cool. I mean, you're very cool in general, but particularly <laughs> cool. Um, you have like yeah. this unique perspective where you've been a part of both eras of Potter. So you've been a part of Fantastic Beasts and Potter. So are you, is there any way you could like compare those experiences? Like, do the sets feel different? Is David Yates different for each project? Because he works on both. Yeah. Um it, it, it feels very much the same that it's a lot of the same people involved. Mm. Um, the sets are, yes, I mean, it's obviously set in the 1920s at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, it, you know, Stuart Craig, who's the designer, it's all in keeping. It all feels right. You know, if you work, walk onto a Stuart Craig set, you know, when we were in Makusa, the first movie, in the first mm-hmm. Fantastic Beast, looking a drawer. And there's stuff in the drawer. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. I um, love you know, Stuart Craig. If you know, he wants to shoot that drawer, he can, that drawer is a practical drawer with things in it that, are, right. that have been designed. Um, right. The atmosphere on, on the two Fantastic Beast movies, you know, I live 25 minutes away from, from the studio. Wow. From Lee. Um, so it's it's sort of like you know they take us such a long time to make these movies and you know we're involved in some of the prep you know from rehearsals to uh, location reps and and figuring stuff out before we actually come the yeah, shooting part of it of all of the things that I've been involved in honestly I have such fun 
I get to run about in a pretend New York set <laughs> with a wand, pretending to be Colin, having yeah. a wand with a with with a friend of mine, while things are exploding and lights are going off and <laughs> yeah. and you know we're being filmed so so we can make sure we get it right before you know the actors come in um, and they pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds um, magical, for yeah. lack of a better term. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On brand. Um, yeah. Making movies is, is, is very boring, is the reality. Making, making mm. films is hard, and it's, and it's long hours, mm. and a lot of the time it looks like nothing's happening. So as the outside of looking, I go, nobody's doing anything, but things are being done. Mm-hmm. And things, you know, things take time. These take, you know, mm-hmm. to get, they say the devil is in the detail. Yeah. It's sort of interesting film and television that you know a big budget uh, TV show might spend I don't know ten twenty million pounds an episode an hour, whereas one of the big budget movies is spending a hundred million pounds or a hundred million dollars an hour. You know, yeah. there's there's a difference in the so you can take that the the one the, the greatest thing that the money gives you in terms of making the production budgets is that it gives you time. Gives you time to get it right. right. That's that's the thing. Because now, when you're watching it on a forty foot screen, yeah. if it's wrong, everybody can see that it's wrong. Yeah, that's very true. Absolutely. Um, and in terms of David, he, in all the years that I've known David, David is the same. David is enthusiastic, excited to be there, excited to see what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, James, mate. Um, okay, what would you do here? What are you going to try? I might try this, David. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, and you know, there's just that enthusiasm to be there. Yeah, yeah. that's rubs good. Rubs on everybody. Yeah. I was just um, about to say that it, it, it's, it's infectious, and you can mm-hmm. tell, like, just talking about David's enthusiasm gets you excited. I mean, you're excited mm-hmm. talking about him to us in this interview, and I think that's that's fantastic to hear. Like, fantastic piece of side, haha, right? Fantastic. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my Just, gosh. I, I love that. Like, and, and even your excitement gets me excited. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just a good chain reaction that, that you have I, going I, on. I love, I love, I love working, you know, with the, you know, with some of the actors that we've had over, I guess over, that we've that I've worked with for over a year. You know, if you include the two, the two movies together back to back, you know, they mm. take a long time. They take a long time to make. So, you know, you sort of form relationships with people in, in the cast and crew because, because uh, you know, it's exciting and because I suppose that I'm, I'm trusted in terms of the production they trust that I know that I know my job. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will do my job to the best of my ability. And, and of course, a lot, you know, a lot of the actors know that I'm part of the wizarding world outside of it as well. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's like a little club, really. Honestly, it's brilliant. You should really try it. See, it's honestly, I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Well, Some let me best. in. I'd love to be in this club. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll make some calls. <laughs> I'll get honestly, I'll, I'll, afterwards, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think that not to like some, pick favorites with the directors, but David has always been. He all like the ones that he touches have always been my favorites. And I think 
I know that you like Prisoner of Azkaban a lot, but, like, ever since, like, Order of the Phoenix was my all-time favorite Potter movie. And I think that a because lot of, of James, it... right? It was because of all James. James. Yeah. yeah, that scene, it was just so powerful. It stuck with me. Uh, but, the, like, what David brought to the Potter series and now continues to bring with Fantastic Beasts, like, you can just tell that it's his project because of how things are shot, how the story is told. And I just like his way of storytelling and his way of making the actors portray things and directing them is my all-time favorite. And I think that even like seeing um, the, there's these ultimate editions of the movies out and they have this amazing behind the scenes, like documentary that is started all the way from 2001 through the end of it. And seeing David work with the actors like, he looks like somebody that I would want to work with. Like, he is just, he just looks the cool, like the coolest guy. He's, he, I mean, you're absolutely right. He's such, he's such a lovely man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think it's actually, it, it's quite important to say, particularly about David, that he is, he is a lovely man and, a, and an incredible director and has a wealth of knowledge. But there is a, there is a core of steel within him because you, you cannot get to where he is without having um, a core of steel. Mm-hmm. Because there, as with any kind of artistic endeavor, there are people that will knock you, and there will mm-hmm. people that judge and criticize. Uh, that that is the way of the world. But David trusts in himself mm-hmm. and trusts in that he has on his movies. Um, and 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 to me, that's a when you're with someone you trust in whatever capacity of life, um, it makes work very, very easy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been on movies where, you know, where there, there are atmospheres, but not, not with, not on a David Yates movie. The, awesome. well, there's, an there's an atmosphere of it going, this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, he's wonderful. Wonderful man. Um, so this is a little bit of a different direction now, kind of going back to specifically Potter information. What do you think or uh, what what do you think or feel about Neville's character arc in general? How he starts as this, uh, you know, this boy who has a wand that was not meant for him, as cool as it was that it was yours. It did hinder his <laughs> ability, I think. So he starts off yeah. as this... Um, this boy that nobody thinks anything of, and then he basically, uh, nothing would have happened if it wasn't for Neville and Deathly Hallows, honestly. Like, nothing, Voldemort would not have been gone without him, which I just yeah. think is so cool. It would have been way more difficult had he not, shing, yeah. you know? <laughs> off. Um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, firstly, Matt is a great actor. Mm. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, and a lovely chap, as it goes. Lovely man to spend any sort of time with. Um, but I think the arc, it, it's sort of a, not to belittle it, but it's a classic arc. It's a classic tale. Mm-hmm. Of the boy who could have been, should have been, perhaps, you know, is a, is a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of a loser, isn't he? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's but he's a loser, but you you can't help but like him because he tries. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of there's lots of people who try, 
you know, none of us are good at everything. Right. right. You know, if you give somebody a, a good old bash at it and you fail, well, it's better to have tried, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I think I think his arc, you know, you see that, you see the development of, or not only as Matt as an actor, but also of of Neville, of growing in confidence. And that's quite a hard thing to carry off, that kind of subtlety of, of sort of a switch in your head going, you know what, I, I can do this. And even if I failed, at least I will have tried. Because mm-hmm. there are, you know, as, 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 as they say, you know, as, as um, Theseus in, in Fantastic Beast says, you know, it's time to pick a side. And, yeah. and Neville does. And then, you know, then he long bottomed. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask if you'd heard of that phrase before. Waiting for my own long bottoming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, still waiting for that to happen. Oh. Oh. Don't, don't pity me. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a really, if you, if you know, if, if you ask actors and then, you know, go, of course you want to play Harry Potter, of course you want to play Ned, or of course you want to play one of the three, mm. but actually Neville is the, Neville's the really interesting one. He really is. Yeah. 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 I mean, I say that because he's, he's my boy. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, such a proud from, dad. From father yeah. to son, he's my boy. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so taking another turn, sort of, um, what's your favorite film that you've been a part of? And you don't have to say Potter, it's okay. But if it is, that's we get good. it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I will, I'm, I'm not sort of one of those actors who would deny that I was ever in Harry Potter, regardless of whatever happened to my career. It's something that I'm proud of and it's something that I will always be proud of because of what it's giving, what it's given me Oh, not particularly financially, but what it's given me in terms of opportunity mm-hmm. and part of something that means so much to people is why I wanted to do this in the first place. Right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Captain America is something I'm very proud of because <clears throat> I managed to play Hitler, which is bizarre. Uh, right. But, but an amazing thing. It's amazing, you know, to be part of two sort of incredible universes is, yeah. again, Given my limited skills, is is amazing, um, mm-hmm. um, and it, and that was you know that happened that was fortune really you know I, I'd worked with uh, Joe Johnson on the Wolfman a couple of years prior to Captain America. Hi, Dad. Um, <laughs> you right? You got it. Nice. Um, and um, when they came back to do Captain America, which um, which they called Frostbite. Was the was the super secret working title, which I think I'm all right to say now. Oh, um, this is where Marvel. I know they're at the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, you know, they, I auditioned for something else. They, Joe said to me, I, "You know, I want everybody who was involved in the Wolfman to come back if you can." I came back, and they said, "Do you want to audition for something?" And I said, "Yes." And they put me on tape, and Joe saw it and said, "Yeah, James can do that." And they cut my hair. And sort of shaved all this back, so I just had a moustache and put me in a 1940s suit. And I went on set, and everybody laughed at me and said, "You look like a Nazi." Specifically, you look like Adolf Hitler. Right. And then uh, they say, "Would you rather play Adolf Hitler?" Which I said, "Oh, all right then." <laughs> um, and that was a, that was a happy accident. Um, I did a movie um, a few years ago, which um, I'm I'm certainly proud of it, and 
I, I can watch myself in it and not hate it. Which I always think is a good sign for me. Um, actually directed by um, a chap called Oliver Guy Watkins, who directed this uh, movie behind me. This is a, a documentary about mm-hmm. uh, regeneration and gentrification in London. Um, so it's quite interesting and important because it's it's where I live. Um, and he did a, he directed a movie called Always in the Present, um, which also features an actress called Sora Barbara Brown, who is in the second Fantastic Beast movie. So it's all related. Um, anyway, I can, that's a movie that I'm really proud of because we made it on such a small amount of money, and um, I, mean, I think it turns out pretty well. I mean, nobody saw it, but that's sort of not the point. Uh, the reality is that everything, every project that I've been involved in, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, there's a, I can't, I almost can't say anything bad about anything that I've worked on because I've always learned something from it. Right. Be it a not, not positive experience, like that film that I won't say, or that film that I won't say, or to the, to the positive ones, um, which are lovely. Um, but I've just, I've just done a movie. Somebody fell for it again and employed me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so Nick Moran, who is Scarpior, is that Scarpior? Scabior. Scabior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. Um, uh, he he uh, is a chum of mine, um, and he he was directing a movie called uh, Creation Stories, which is about. Um, it's based on Alan McGee's book. Alan McGee is the co-founder of Creation Records, who essentially discovered Oasis, which in the UK mm. uh, was a sort of a was a was a massive, massive thing. And there was a there was a there was a sort of a crossover between politics and this cool Britannia thing that they had at the time, and this politics trying to well, politicians trying to make out they were cooler than they really were by being friends with celebrities. Mm. Um, you know, or changed, uh, and and it goes through Alan McGee's story, and Alan McGee is played by Ewan Bremner, of course, that you know from Train Spotting, mm. um, because it's it's everybody's a friend of Nick, and you do it because because you love Nick, and actually the script is written by Irvin Welsh, who wrote Train Spotting. Irvin Welsh and Dean Kavanagh adapted the book, um, and it's an incredible script, um, and. <laughs> It's it's uh, it's very funny. It's some of it will, will not be safe for work. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, and Nick asked me to be in that. Uh, I had to audition for it. He didn't just give it to me. <laughs> but I auditioned for it, and the, the terribly famous person who they asked didn't do it, so I got it. Um, so I, I'm playing uh, a character who is another real person. Mm. Uh, weirdly, but this time that real person is still alive. Pressure, oh, uh, kind of weird. Yeah. And that real person is Tony Blair. Oh, nice! Oh, wow. Yeah, that is cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nerves. Uh, so yeah, that's that. I mean, we finished shooting that. That's that'll be out. Whenever they finish doing what they do, and they <laughs> take it on the circuit. But uh, yeah, there's something that I'm that I was really pleased to be involved with because awesome. it was such a wonderful script. Awesome. Um, so that's good. And 
oddly enough, they're actually making a documentary about my rather curious life. Right. right. Yeah. It is called Who is James Payton? <laughs> okay. I like that. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, so we're... <laughs> Mystery to me. Um, Are you but, interested to find out? <laughs> I don't know if it matters. Um, <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> we, um, we've been following. We've been following me around the sort of Comic Con circuit since mm, right mm-hmm. uh, since February, I think. Where and so doing the Comic Cons with with Chris and Josh and and Adrian Rawlins and you know all the all the good people involved. Um, and, um, and also we were lucky enough to be able to shoot in the process of me, in the process of me becoming Tony Blair and a little bit on set. So they, they allowed us to do that. That's awesome. Because I was doing a comic con with Nick in, in Watford a few months ago. And that's when he said, I reckon you could do Tony Blair, James. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've sort of got that little thing. Um, and. Yeah, um, I guess maybe we'll find out if, if, if there is an answer to the question, who is James Payton? <laughs> well, we hope that will be out next year, so I'll, oh, I'll be updated on various social medias that the kids have these days. Right. Um, <laughs> Perfect. But not TikTok, because that's just weird. I don't really know what that is. Me it's neither. Not. I What? <laughs> I, somebody, I heard about it, and somebody said, oh, I, well, maybe I should, you know, I post a video every night on Instagram and Twitter that I call All Right. Right. And, you know, that's just the, the thing that I do. And it's for me, and people seem to like it, so I, I do it every night. And I, it's just a way to get my creativity out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's my thing, apparently. Um, and I thought, oh, well, I, do, I do videos. Maybe I'll start posting on this TikTok thing. <laughs> so I had a look at the TikTok thing, and it made me feel... Um, firstly, it made me feel very old. Um, <laughs> And secondly, it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. TikTok mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Isn't it like Dub yeah. Smash? Yeah. Isn't it like the old Dub Smash? It's okay. almost like First Dub Smash. I've never even heard of Dub Smash, <laughs> let alone TikTok. And no, I'm not... <laughs> that sounds wrong. Dub Smash is when you take like audio and it plays the audio and then you like basically try and look like you're saying what the audio is saying. Hi. Oh, okay. So it's a bit mine. Pretend? Yeah, and then TikTok is basically, I, I don't really oh, fully understand wait, it, but it's like, that was going around. it's pretty yeah. similar to that. It's just kind of, I, I don't know, you can add music to the background of whatever you're recording, and I don't get it either. When I downloaded it, I had it for like two days, and I was like, this is too much, and I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, I sort of know my place. I know that there are some things that are not meant for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok. Those things. Yeah, I was like, I can do Instagram. I can do Facebook. That's about it. Yeah. I can do Twitter. I can do Instagram, and that's my lot. Yeah. And LinkedIn, but I don't understand it. It's too professional for me. I don't know. I have no idea what LinkedIn is. I'm not really sure it's for me. I'm on it, but I don't ever actually use it. You know. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to be on it, right? Apparently. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I ever want a job in recruitment and consulting. <laughs> yep. I yeah. I'll know where to find I, you. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Who would like a job? Is that what a recruitment consultant does? I don't know. Not that you can find out. Yeah. Um, all right, go on. 
Um, <laughs> so what is your favorite thing about going to cons? Um, the people. Mm. people yeah. are amazing. They're so kind and so generous and bonkers and wonderful oh. and, <laughs> and glorious. And it, and, it, and, uh, and it means so much to them. Mm-hmm. So you you can't you sort of can't be cynical about it because it means so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just they're such such wonderful people. There's there's, there's such a sort of a community, it's such a friendliness about them all. And obviously, the other great thing is that I get to hang out with with Chris or Josh, yeah. or Tolga or Georgina or Nick or any of the bods that sort of do yeah. a bit of the con work. Um, that's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great fun. It really is great fun. I'm so lucky. I, really I am. love going to cons. I mean, it's just um, Katie and I have. There's one that goes on in Pittsburgh every year called Steel City Con. You should come to that right, one. It's yeah. pretty cool. He's um, <laughs> um, <laughs> my agent. <laughs> um, but we've had Matthew Lewis come before, Tom Felton, Bonnie Wright, mm-hmm. uh, the Phelps twins. And it is just like, yeah, I mean, it just like it means a lot to me as a fan that those people come over to this city that is in the middle of nowhere and they just want to meet fans and get a picture with them and sign whatever they want. Like we had um, Mm -hmm. we had Tom write. Oops. We had Tom like write this like, oh, he wrote. um Oh shoot! What did he say? Something you about filthy mudbloods. You filthy mud or like two <laughs> Megan and Katie. You filthy mudbloods, and yeah. he signed it. And it was just like, you know, like that means so much, and it's mm-hmm. something so simple, but it just means a lot. And I, I love yeah. the, I love cons. They're they're great. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'm, I, it, it's such a it, it's such a pleasure to be invited to things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To like like that, and and you know, it's sort of a, a, a weird and wacky life. In that regard, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 you know something uh, we were in we were in um, me and Chris and Ness were in, uh, and Josh and Adrian and all the other guys uh, were in Edinburgh last weekend. Oh, I love Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady asked asked me and Chris to sign her. Oh, <laughs> like sign her. <laughs> Sign just like on her shoulders. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> That's natural. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, um, and she got it tattooed. She got our autograph tattooed. Oh my tattooed. gosh! Well, you know what? Um, I didn't see that on Twitter. And the, and the weird thing is, that's not the first time someone's had my name tattooed on them. That's crazy. That's, that's so awesome. funny. Like, <laughs> and so I, to me, it's 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 sort of a glorious folly. I think it's, yeah. I think it's. But they said the lady says to me, you know, you get it, you get a photograph, you get it, you have a moment with someone, and sign a photo, and you get a selfie, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you lose pictures. I want a memory of the mm-hmm. event, your autograph on my skin. Is that? <laughs> and you go, well, yeah. I mean, you're right. If you were a real fan, you'd get a Captain America Hitler back piece, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, you were a very, very convincing-looking Hitler. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. Absolutely not. I'm not not the boss of you. Do what you want. It's not hurting anybody. Um, But yeah, don't don't get my character from Captain America on tattooed on you. 
<laughs> so many reasons. So um, many. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of rolls into the next question I had. I know that you, uh, you and Chris Rankin uh, are pretty good buddies, and um, he's actually going to be recording with us. We told our listeners that. Um, so they're pumped, and they're so pumped about you being on here today. Uh, what kind of, like, how much fun do you guys have, and is there anything you want to say to him that we can just tell him <laughs> next time? It can be an inside joke. I don't have to understand. Just be like, hey, James said blah. What do you want to say? <laughs> um, what I want to say is, hang on a second. I'm sure. just going to go charge my phone. It's on 22%. Stay there. <laughs> okay. Okay. For a minute. I'll be back. Don't worry, I'll be back. Oh, no, he's just <laughs> leaving us. <laughs> That's where I live. Coming back. He's coming. Behave yourselves every time. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I was worried. We were worried you just left us forever. Um, let me plug myself in. That's what she said. <laughs> Honestly, for goodness sake. One of our That's listeners good. said that they still have the Jurassic Park theme song stuck in their head now. Oh, yes. Uh, my friend Chris. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes. What would what would you like us to tell him for you? Make it good. <laughs> uh, you can tell him and Ness. You can tell them that I love them. Um, you can tell them I look forward to seeing them soon. And you can tell them that I still don't know who Jeffrey Star is. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. That will make sense at some point. Okay. That will make sense to them. I typed it. We're good. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. It, it, Chris and Chris and Ness is uh, they're such good company. You yeah. know, they're sharp-minded people. They're fun. They're interesting. Um, they're kind. And I'm really glad that I know them. Really glad yeah. I know. Yeah. I briefly met Chris once uh, a few years ago. And uh, he and his girlfriend. Yeah. Just and the us. nicest guy. Just the <laughs> nicest people. He's very nice. He was at MuggleNet Live. But he and... said he said we met you, um, Tiffany, and he said he didn't like you. <laughs> We're not too <laughs> <surprised. laughs> James, He's not the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I called you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're all delightful. Oh, delightful. You didn't build anyone today. It's <laughs> not over. Uh, we still have so much time. Yeah, it's only four o'clock here. Oh, crumbs. Um, go on. Am I still charging? I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Yeah, that's the point. Good. Sorry. Carry on. Pause That's question. okay. Hello. We're going to roll into the next one, I believe. Yeah, um, I was going to, so we, since we, my next question was, what are you currently working on? But we've actually talked about Absolutely. that already, I'm, I think. I'm going to. Do you have more that you want to add? Um, I'm, I'm, I should be in, um, when does this come out? This is going to come out next weekend. 
Oh, so this weekend, right now, when this comes out, even though it's the previous weekend, mm-hmm. uh, at this point, when you watch this, maybe, if you watch it when it comes out. Okay, let's clarify. If you watch this when it comes out, then I am in Texas. I'm in oh. Dallas, Texas. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Um, that's, that's what I'm doing now, but not really now. <laughs> You're speaking from you the watch future. It at the right time, hmm. then that's. If you watch it after next weekend, I don't know. <laughs> Very true. Watch, I... If you watch this after I die, <laughs> um, I'm sort of still alive then, aren't I? Yeah, a bit. yeah. I yeah. mean, they could potentially watch this after we're all dead. Yeah. Things on the internet last forever. If that's what they say. Goodness. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's like a digital horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you coming to Boston? Do you know by chance for LeakyCon? Come on, um, James. I I don't know. No, I, as far as I know, I'm booked in for Dallas. Well, I know that. I'm leaving on Thursday. Um, you can hang out I, with us. We're gonna be there. <laughs> we'll Chris. be there. <laughs> well, now I need to come. Yeah, <laughs> we're fun <laughs> people. Doesn't if I behave incredibly badly in Dallas. <laughs> it uh, depends how your moderating goes, right? That's yeah. true. <laughs> might, um, then they might invite me back. They might invite me to, to Boston. If I if I behave well, then they definitely won't invite me. Um, <laughs> so I, should, I, I will certainly bring my own brand of off-kilter <laughs> uh, to to Dallas, uh, but I, I know Chris is going to Dallas, and I know um, Dan Fogler is going as well. Mm-hmm. Very um, cool, yeah. Can't get, can't get many better guests than those two. Absolutely. And Tom. Um, they just, yeah. Announced, yeah, Tom, they yeah. just announced Tom is going yeah. to Dallas. Yeah. Really great. great. I'm very much looking forward to it. I've not been in America since 2002, so... Oh, really? I did a road trip across the States from LA to New York. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. Long. That, that is, is long. long. Uh, yeah, it was three months. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, uh, so yeah, so I'm very much looking, uh, just because I've, I know that the current situation in both of our countries is questionable, shall we yeah. say? Yeah. Um, but from my triumph time in in the states, I found. On a on a on a human level, on a one to one basis, I, I found the most friendly bunch of people that I've ever had the pleasure of spending any time with. That people would invite you into their houses, or, or buy you drinks, or whatever. You know, this was way before Potter or any, or any sort of minor celebrity mm-hmm. that I ever achieved. People were just incredibly kind, not for anything they wanted in return, but they were just human. So on, on a on a sort of a on a ground level, yeah. I found people to be incredibly friendly, and, I, and I've got friends that I've known, American friends that I've known since they were, since we were children. You know, our, our parents were friends, and and we've stayed friends all these years. And as I said, I'm 32 now, definitely 32, not 43. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to going back to Dallas. Awesome. 38 degrees, apparently. Oof, hot. I don't know fully what that translates to, but I do know it translates to hot. Ah. <laughs> Hotter than the surface of the, than the sun. I'm no sign. Um, but I believe that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's like it's 100 stuff. degrees. 
Are you going to have some Texas barbecue while you're there? People keep asking me that. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I can, I'm, I'm there for short days. Um, Georgina's going out a couple of days before, uh-huh. so I've charged her with finding a nice restaurant for us on Thursday. I'm, I'm arriving at Thursday lunchtime, so I'm trying to. I'm sort of going to try and get myself in Texas time before then, so I'm not jet lagged. Yeah, because yeah. uh, me jet lagged is not something that. Anybody needs to see. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the making of my career. Um, so, uh, but Maybe that's uh, who James is. Just a jet-lagged, middle-aged white man. Yeah. Could be. I, it's just an idea. You, know, you might not be far off. Um, so, um, yeah, we. Um, she's, she's, I've told her that she needs to find, find a nice place for us at dinner on, on Thursday night. And that we're not that I want to speak for Georgina, but um, we're planning on misbehaving. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Just because it's, it's sort of it's difficult not to, mm-hmm. really. Um, and you know, it's, it's the same thing. You know, Chris is head boy, right? Right. <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is the worst of us. It's true. <laughs> Everyone knows oh, he's very sensible. He's a very sensible young man. Good boy. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. It's always the quiet ones. Chris Lankin is playing you, right? He's very naughty. He's as naughty as I am. He's as naughty as, as, as Wallace Simond is. Um, he's, as naughty, he's as naughty as Josh. He's as naughty as all of us. We're very, very badly behaved people. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You definitely need to come to Boston then. <laughs> yes. As I say, I was there in 2002. I'd, I'd be delighted to come back to Boston. We'll write to them. We'll, we'll make it. We'll tell all of our listeners, hey, get them there. Get a petition gotta, going. Gotta hang out. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll buy you an adult beverage if we get to hang. It'll be I on like, me. <laughs> uh, well, I'm done. Um, I drink vodka with <laughs> ice. Consider it done. Only <laughs> in the morning. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's okay. Um, we can get together. That's, we'll that's have orange right. juice with a little splash of it, and you can just have the rest of the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would rather just not have the orange juice and just the vodka. And the ice is my thing. I think we have a plan now. Yeah, perfect. We can share. We're good shares. I'm not. <laughs> good at sharing. I am. I am good at sharing. I am. I am sure, Megan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> um, All right. So this is like not related to what we're talking about, but that's okay. We'll just roll with this it. This is what happens on our podcast. Right. We're talking about something, we go off on a tangent, we come back to it. It's no all good. <laughs> um, so if you could pick any class at Hogwarts, which one hmm. would you want to take? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> I think maybe um, in herbology sounds fascinating. I understand that. But Defense Against the Dark Art. Mm-hmm. But Snape, the teacher, he'd sneer at you. <laughs> that was good. He'd do that. You know, his Alan's 
voice is you know incredible. I can I can't do it justice, mm. but I'll try. Try. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I can only do it from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Because <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> it's Dahlia tricked little heart more. That's it. Um, I love it. That was really that good. Was good. Stop! Don't stop. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, having having Alan as your teacher, having Snape as your teacher. Yeah. Um, I mean, even though he destroyed you, yeah. you yeah. you'd get a great story out of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, true. true, true. I don't and know. I kind of want Remus. I mean, you'd certainly learn the defense against the dark arts. Yeah. You know, great. Yeah, that's what I go with. All right. Good choice. I like that answer. Thanks. Phew. <laughs> yeah, you passed that one. Okay. <laughs> so the next question is about the Deathly Hallows. So which one do you think is the best one? Or like which one would you want to possess? So would you want the stone, the wand, or the invisibility cloak? Hmm. Good question. I can see no advantage for having an invisibility cloak. <laughs> that's in your mind that's all in your mind it's not me it's you <laughs> all in your heads it's Phil <laughs> you, know, your... you can't go wrong with a wand can you well I mean you can obviously but <laughs> Yeah, that's in your head. Um, <laughs> um, don't listen, children. Don't listen. Um, I think. I think. I think the wand. I think. It's a good Just choice. Yeah. You know, it, it's great for doing the ironing, isn't it? Cleaning. Not as a sense of a sense of zen peace when I iron my shirts. Not that I iron this one, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just think having a wand would be, be very epic. Yeah. You just you sort of apparate anyway, or disapparate. Oh my god, yeah. I wish. True. Uh, yeah. Apparition would be the greatest thing in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could just do this, so I'll I'll um, disapparate from here. So if you just fix that in post, right? Ready? <laughs> my god. <laughs> my wand's right. My one. Um, <laughs> can't trust those kids. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was my that was my answer. Oh, yeah. I love it. I like it a lot. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what it's what it is like to be? Okay, well, hold on. I have two parts to the question. I guess first of all, are you also still a stand-in currently for Fantastic Beasts, like for the movie that's coming out next year or two two years is it two years it's now? sadly two years now. Oh, um, um for fantastic beast three yes and this is the title that hasn't been revealed yet but i'm allowed to reveal it fantastic beast three oh. Rise of- <laughs> that's what it's called oh wait what was it? Um, sorry it glitched you glitched <laughs> fantastic beasts three 
The Rise of James Payton. Oh, I love it. Perfect. I love it. I love it. It's where Warner Brothers knock on the door. That's how we're going to find out who James Payton is. I I, I certainly hope so. Um, I love being involved in it. I'd be delighted if they asked me back. Okay. I I certainly hope they do. But in this world, there are no guarantees such things. Um, But uh, yeah, um, if they they ask me to work back on those movies as a stand-in, I also um, cast read on those movies. So... Mm. You know, we have multiple units filming at any one point, so a lot of the time we won't. We might not have Johnny; he'll be elsewhere mm-hmm. doing some other stuff. So I'll fill in for him with the other actors, like on the on the when he's giving his speech, um, in the round with all of all of the witches and wizards and all of the Ezra mm-hmm. and everybody. Yeah. Um, so when the camera's on, when the camera's on them, I'm Got doing it. I'm doing Johnny's mm-hmm. thing for them, mm-hmm. just because. It's such, you know, there was like 14, 15, 16 pages of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Wow. So to have Johnny do that off camera when he's needed elsewhere, right. when I have had to do that, helps Helps it, the production run smoother so we're not, mm-hmm. we're not we're tiring, you know, people who are not, not tiring actors out, which is a thing, believe it or not. I believe it. Pages of dialogue over uh, six weeks every day and see how you get on. Yeah, uh, right. But, but, you know, I'm there to make sure I can do that for Johnny or for Dan or for Jude or for whichever member of the cast we don't have at that particular time. That's so cover, cool. Cover yeah, that's very cool. It's great because it's, you know, David trusts me to do that, which is, you know, incredibly kind. Yeah, I'm it's very, pretty special. Yeah, yeah, I'm really lucky. So I, I certainly hope they ask me that. Well, I think it also says a lot about you as a person. You know, you, you say that you're lucky, but I think I think a lot of that's that's you, James. Uh, it's false modesty, Tiffany. Really, I'm just trying to make I'm just trying to make myself likable. <laughs> Aren't we all? Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, just an awful person. <laughs> have created this myth around me that I'm, you know, affable and punctual, and have a minor skill set. But the reality, you know, ask people that really know me. Like, ask Chris; he'll tell you. He'll tell you. He's the worst. <laughs> Awful, awful human being. <laughs> puppies and everything. It's terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, I, you know, this that old thing, isn't it? The harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm. I've been, you know, I've been around. I've been around a long time, and you know, I'm not in. You know, I've, I've been, I've been fortunate in the stuff that I've done. It's, a, it's given me a certain sort of level if you like but I'm in no way where I where I'd like to be in my career but I'm but that's okay I've certainly got further than I my heart of hearts ever thought that I would and I you know I sort of just hope people keep letting me do this because you know I've, I've, I'm not the worst actor in the world but I'm, I'm neither am I the best but the stuff that I can do I can do I think pretty well Right. So, I, you know, if I if I stick around long enough, maybe all the other actors will die out and I'll get the job. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's the, the reality is that I'm not really qualified for anything else. I don't want to do anything else. You know, I have mm-hmm. to do other things to make sure that there's food on the table and, and you know, the, rent, the rent's paid and the bills are paid and all that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm... I'm Things have things have sort of worked out a little bit. Um, 
by accident rather than by design. But it just so happens I have a, a skill set that is valued by three or four people in the world. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I just keep I just keep doing what I'm doing, and I and I hope that somebody will fall for it and give me a job. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure they will. Well, we hope so too because yeah. we love seeing you. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so you said your next Potter adventure is Dallas, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Leaky. Oh, Leaky Con. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be it's good. I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. I've heard, it, yeah, I've heard amazing things about Leaky Con. We have never gone before, so we're looking yeah. forward to Boston as well for that. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there were, I think we're doing some, we're doing, we're doing games and all manner of things. <laughs> and some things so sometimes um, at um, uh, Comic Cons, I like to judge the cosplay competition. Ooh. Oh. Now, whether they want me to or not, <laughs> I'm going to get myself up there, grab a microphone, and because you know how it is these days, is everyone, everyone gets a trophy, right? Everyone gets a participation. Yep. And that's fine. Everyone makes an effort. Nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> not today, kids. <laughs> I still like to, I like to flip it a little bit, and and what I've noticed is that people really—if you're rude to people, people really like it. I mean, not you know, not obnoxiously so, but if you're sort of rude to people in a in a in a rather pleasant way, mm. um, people giggle because obviously yeah. it's all done. It's all done in good fun. And it's amazing what you can get away with. It's amazing how rude you can be without having to say anything at all. Because you know, for the kids, it's the kids. It goes over their heads. But in ten years, they'll go, "Oh my god, that was disgusting." <laughs> for the parents, you know, you see that you see the, the adults. They they know. You don't have to say anything. You just have to step forward and look at, and look at them, mm-hmm. and they know the joke. They know the, the joke. And it's amazing what they can get away with. Yeah. Um, so I quite like doing that, and, we, and um, uh, Wallace Hammond, who is one of the aurors in the first Fantastic Beasts movie, he's a he's a friend of mine, and we we have an improv show uh, called The Order of the Improv, um, where we we do it at Comic Cons, so we play improv games with people. That's so um, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's just something else other than you know signing the pictures and. That's yeah. Just things, you know, because we have these this, these skills, mm-hmm. and people like people. People really really seem to enjoy the fact that we all know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, and, and, and and sort of enjoy the interaction between us. Because well, why don't we do a show where people can see that and people can get involved and we can bring people up on stage and make it interesting and and make it a little bit dangerous. Because I don't know what I'm going to say next. <laughs> he's going to say next, and the audience mm-hmm. is saying that. Um, so that's sort of where, when you don't self-censor, mm-hmm. that's where you can get the gold. You obviously yeah. have to be careful of, in terms of what you can get. You have to play the room, really. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> now, the, the the adult shows are a little bit more <laughs> adult, and the, <laughs> everybody are. You can just leave it hanging. Um, but it's great. It's great fun. People seem to really respond to it. So, so we're doing that. Uh, we did one in Manchester last month, and we're doing one 
in Peterborough in next month. So you, hopefully you should be seeing a bit more of that. That's awesome. And I'm just because it's, it's, it's such a fun thing to do. It's a, you mm-hmm. know, there's audience participation and yeah. reaction. And we sort of love getting up there. Eventually it's just sort of showing off, really. <laughs> um, which is actually something that we do. Um, so, yeah, but I, I love sort of going up because it's, it's sort of unexpected. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes there's that thing of going, oh, you know, you can't possibly talk to them. They're the talents. You're often referred to as the talent. But, you know, the reality is that we're just the same as everybody else. There's nothing that just happens to have been in some movies. Um, You know, all fame is, and, you know, my level of fame, which is a very, very small level of fame, i.e. the people that know who I am know who I am, but the rest of the world doesn't care, which is fine. Um, It just means that more people know who you are than you know. That's all it means. When you close the door at night, yeah, that's the yeah. end of it. You know, it's it's. I know some people are sort of falsely modest about that sort of thing, but you know, the reality is that all of us actors, be the be they famous, little bit famous, or not, never heard of, or whatever, ha- all have the same thoughts, feelings, concerns, and worries as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I like to try and dispel the myth that we're in some way different or special or important because we happen to have done something. Because I think if you can dispel that myth, that maybe will give another small boy or another small girl living in the arse end of nowhere somewhere, perhaps the inspiration or perhaps the thought that maybe I could do that too. Right. Mm -hmm. Because anybody can, if you've got some semblance of talent, there's nothing necessary to stop you doing it. Right. I came, you know, right. I came from, you know, there's, I have no theatrical background in my family. I just sort of thought I want to do that, so I moved to London and sort of jumped into it and sort of see, saw what I could try and get. But my my journey to where I am now is my journey, and somebody else's will be different. But I think it's important to make people realise that actually. You know, if you if you if you need to do this, if you need to act, if you have that need, if you have that desire inside, there's nothing to stop you. The only thing that stops you is you. Mm. Um, you know, it's about what we have control over. I have no control if I audition for something. I have no control over their decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't. Yeah. I can't worry about that. I can't concern myself with their decision because yeah. I can't control it. But I can. I can concern myself with what I decide to do to in that audition. What I decide to do to prep. So I, 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 I concern myself with things that I can change. I can't mm-hmm. concern with things that I, that I have no control over. But for me, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. No, I liked it. So that actually ends our session here. But before we let you go... Um, would therapy, you like to tell like, our what's that? It's like group therapy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is a little we enjoy it. We enjoy it. Where um where can our listeners find you on the internet? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, on the Twitter. Um I like calling it the Twitter because it makes me sound older than I am. Um, <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. You know what? It's, if you can find something that amuses you every day, then that's not bad. Uh, yeah. so on the 
So yep. I am Mr. at Mr. James Payton, okay. P-A-Y-T-O-N. Every night you can watch my All Right story, which is between 10 and 15 minutes, 15 minutes, good Lord, uh, 10 and 15 seconds of idiocy <laughs> that involves me going, oh, good evening. <laughs> and then some filler in the middle about whatever I decide on the day to do. Mm-hmm. And then it finishes with, right, uh, which is... Uh, People watch it. People say to me it's a bit of a. They quite like watching it because it's a comfort because it's consistent. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, and my Instagram, which is um, all right, is also on on that story, is the James Payton at the James Payton. So that's my egocentric Instagram. The, <laughs> the James Payton, rather oh, than one who apparently used to work with Jennifer Hudson. Mm. All that's, right. Um, so yeah, and LinkedIn is just. just not one. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, oh, Facebook, I don't do it. So <laughs> if somebody's there, not that they are. If they work with people, it isn't. Um, and MySpace is. <laughs> I don't think it existed anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Well, yeah, that's what. Yeah, Perfect. that's what I do. Join me. It's really interesting and fascinating, and I post stuff about what I'm doing um, because ego and uh, sometimes political. Sometimes I might have a little rant. Um, sometimes it might just not make any sense at all. Most of the time, it might not make any sense at all. Um, <laughs> I tend to post pictures of of people that I'm with. Um, you know, some of my friends, some of my adventures. And I, we have to do announcement videos for every time, every time we do a Comic-Con. So I post my announcement videos on there as well, um, which I try to make a little bit different because that's my brand. That's my branding. I like nice. it. I like it. I like it. Well, I've been talking to my, she said, my agent was talking about my personal brand. Uh, <laughs> it made me sort of want to throw up in my own mouth. <laughs> Now, now I keep talking about whenever I'm interviewed or do anything, I keep talking about my own personal brand. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I know that she'll tell me off for it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, branding. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me on the internet. I think. Awesome, awesome. awesome. So I would recommend uh, listening to Goblet of Wine podcast as well. Oh, um, okay. They're the British um, couple of ladies who do. Uh, a Harry Potter podcast. Um, so, you guys, I'm sure they'll check you out, and you can check them out. Um, yeah. Hannah and Charlie and Hannah. They drink while they talk about Harry Potter. Chris, Chris was just on that, wasn't he? Sometimes we do as well. Yeah. So <laughs> cool, you know, we're all, every, we're all friends with everybody. Wonderful. As long as people are nice. That's we're cool. not friends with people who aren't kind. Mm. Feel that. James, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. My pleasure. Did I I run over time? I'm sure I did. No, no, no. no. You're fine. You're perfect. Perfect. Actually, I do want to get, can we get like a really cool thumbs up picture? Ready, everyone? Get it going. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Got it. Oh, your face is lovely. Um, Megan, go ahead and do your thing, girlfriend. Okay, um, so Swish and Flick podcast can be found on Facebook, 
at Swish and Flick Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Swish Flick Cast. We should be the Swish Flick Cast. We should be. Right. <laughs> we should have an ego. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's Mr. on Twitter. I'm just a. <laughs> also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we post our podcast there every week for people who don't have access otherwise. And also, we have vlogs on there too. Um, you can also join us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes, a chance to be on the guests on the Felix Files, and more. So you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Um, lastly, make sure that you check out our website, swishflickcast.com, to get all of the info on us compiled into one place, along with our merch. That was very good, Megan. That was very good. That's nice. Thank she's, you. She's yeah. very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> James, thank you again. No, thank Can, you for having me. It's very kind. Thank you. Of course. Can you do one last thing for me? Now, I usually yeah. round out these episodes and end them, but um, when I point to you, can you say, don't let the muggles get you down? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. This is big. Tiffany doesn't let people do this. No, I I wasn't expecting this. I'll do anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Get ready for my point. And you're going to say, don't let the muggles get you down. Ready? That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't let the muggles get you down. (laughs) (laughs) It was more than I could have hoped for. One take. take. That was great. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, I love it. I love it. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! Ready? Ready, James? I'm, I guess. What? He's what? like, I've, I've been here. I've been here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll depend. We'll find out when we start. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, this, we're just going to make it super easy. <clears throat> Great. Yeah. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Oh no, is there a spider? I can't tell. Where? Oh, this? My goodness. It's dead. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. I would. Oh, it's so bright in that room now. Is that too bright? No, you're good. You're good. (gasps) It's not dead. It's not dead. I need another tissue. Oh my god. I need another one. They're dealing with a spider. We found a spider. Oh god! Okay, it's gone. That's how Um, sorry. <laughs> okay. We're all having fun today. No, you know. We're exhausted. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> you look lovely in the light. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.